All right, hey there, my name is Chris Perry. I'm the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and I'm sitting here across the table. We're live and in person for the first time, sitting across the table with my partner in crime, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to all the people. So, say hello to all the people, and I can tell you, we are coming to you live from the Blazers Ice Center, home of the Oklahoma Sooners. Oh. And I can tell you, he will deny it. He will, he will not accept that he did this, but as he walked in the building this morning, Mr. Christopher Berry gave us a big boomer sooner as he walked through the door to let us know that he had arrived. <laughs> I had to walk through all of Andrew's pom-poms and all of his uh, uh, boomer sooner paraphernalia. <laughs> We're coming to you live from Party Room 1 here at the Blazers Ice Center. This is episode 408 of the WCHL podcast. Hold on, let's hear some crunchy guitars and then we'll start uh, talking about the games that were, the games that will be. And all of Andrew's ins and outs and <laughs> great thoughts. Hold on. All righty, Andrew. Man, I can't believe you hooked me into this thing. Ah, oh, you know. You know? I finally got you down here. <laughs> All right, truth be told, I had a uh, late night flight coming in from uh, the 970 last night, so we couldn't do our little uh, normal thing, so I said, well, I'll just swing by and come to the uh, come to your place. There you go. And here we are. <laughs> and i got to tell you, I'm impressed with Andrew's preparation for the podcast. I've never seen this live and in person, but holy smokes, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, seven pieces of paper. Not seven. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Pieces of paper ready for this thing. I have an index card. You know, I, I take it serious. You brought me in as the brains of this operation, and I don't want to disappoint and let you down. <laughs> so here I am with all my info. All right. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, Thursday night last week, we had three games in the WCHL. It was a whole WCHL weekend. Um, Missouri State came down to the two Oklahoma teams, and the Colorado teams went out to the desert to play both Arizona teams. On Thursday night, Missouri State was here they were. at Andrews' lovely Blazers Ice Center to take on his Oklahoma Sooners. Colorado State was in Tempe at Oceanside to take on uh, the Sun Devils. And the Buffs were down in Tucson for U of A's opening night at the TCC. Andrew, let's just you know, let, let, let's go in reverse order, okay? <laughs> throwing, me, throwing me off here. Yeah, but Colorado got waxed. At the TCC, it was a nine yes. to one, just thumping. Yes, I didn't see the game. Did you? I did not watch the game. Okay. The uh, I, I the, kind of expected to go that way, but not probably nine to one. I was thinking. I mean, if, if four you, or five somewhere in that neighborhood, but if, if you if you give credit where it's where it's due, I mean, Colorado did score the very last goal, so they kept playing. <laughs> they did. They even did. so, it was nine to nothing, and they scored again. So, um, uh, you know. Give the give the Buffs credit for playing to the final whistle. And I was I was a little surprised when I saw that because they they played tough and they played well against Missouri State the weekend before. Yeah, and kind of kind of side showed some signs of life there, and then waltz in on Thursday and just get thumped. So I was a little surprised by that. I didn't see the game, um, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Colorado State at Arizona State that was a tight little game, five to three Arizona I State. What, I didn't see that game either, so tell me all about it. Well, yeah, you know what? I didn't watch either, but you know, looking through the <laughs> score sheets, the uh, 
And I can be real honest, I didn't see very many of the games this weekend as I was out of town as well. Oh. The, uh, well it was a 4-2 game, and then uh, they came back and made it 4-3, so tightened it up a little bit, and then Arizona State pumps in the last goal to make it 5-3. So a little bit, probably a little bit closer game than what the, than what the score sheet shows, but there you have it. There you go. All right, and then we get to the main event for you on Thursday night. Missouri State right here at Oklahoma. And the reason why it was the main event, never mind the fact that it was a 4-3 to three overtime win for Oklahoma, and Andrew was just was so a, happy with Glee. He was, was ecstatic. Yeah. He was ecstatic. He was also the guy, the public address announcer, and the poor guy running the music. I was. So basically I was, I was the master of ceremonies on Thursday night, and I had Blazers Ice Center rocking. <laughs> the, uh, the, the PA, the announcements were on point. Very, you know, I could, you could tell I'd, I had done my homework. I, I came in prepared, much like uh, with the podcast here. So my <laughs> everything was on point. I was cutting like a fine diamond. The uh, Now for the, the two teams on the ice, I don't know if they were cutting much like a diamond themselves, but I know, uh, I know both teams were, were beat up and they were, they were short-staffed. So it was kind of a tough... You know, I don't. I don't think you could really take much out of the Thursday Missouri State OU game. I know OU was very shorthanded. Missouri State didn't have their top two guys, so both teams were short. So I don't. I'm not taking much out of that one. Come on, Oklahoma wins in overtime, hey. and you're going to sit here and discount it. Hey, I'm not discounting. The win's a win. The uh, if you, I, I, Andrew, I'm the one who gets my balls busted every time I come here. Because I'm not a blatant Oklahoma homer, <laughs> right? I used to work for this program. I love this program. I have two degrees from this from this university, and I'm the one who gets just blown up left and right <laughs> because I'm not the unabashed 100% homer. Y- you are, and then when you have the opportunity to just drill it down into the ground, they, secure uh, it 100%. I am. You're sitting there going, eh, you know what? I'm not going to take too much from this. What the hey, heck? Hey, you got to mix it up here. Can't be too, can't be too uh, predictable. So, I want to keep everybody on their toes. I know everybody was waiting for Andrew's pom pom session to come up, but I'm just telling you like it is. They played ten defensemen. Oklahoma did. Missouri State was without their two of their thought, two of the top three players. So, and that was Salnikov who was off with some sort of a lower body injury, and uh, I think it was number 12, Barrett, who was yep. off serving a DQ for, for that game. Yeah, so so short-staffed on both sides. So we'll see. These teams, those two teams always play close. We know that from, from history. So let's see uh, when they meet up again and they have all their staffing. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> I can't believe this. You have the opportunity to grab the ball, run into hey, the end zone, spike it, and do a touchdown dance without getting a flag thrown on you. And you're sitting there going, saying, no, but here's the ball. See you later. What can I say? Got to keep you on your toes. Uh, Got to mix it up. You never know where I'm coming from. Well, I agree with you that Missouri State will be ready for them when, uh, when, when Oklahoma comes back up yeah. to Springfield. So, uh, interesting. All right, so that's Thursday night. Yeah. Friday night, uh, Missouri State switched off. Uh, went up to Edmond to take on UCO. And the two Colorado schools switched their partners out there in the desert. Um, Colorado went up to ASU to play um, uh, uh, the Sun Devils in Tempe. Uh, CSU went down to uh, Tucson to take on uh, the Wildcats. Let's start there because I think that was the shocker of the day. 
Um, holy smokes. And it, now, we, we have to say, this was Arizona's opening weekend, their first. Um, Arizona State has already played a couple of games at home at Oceanside. Arizona, though, had not played any home games. Right. And remember their situation. They're in the Tucson Convention Center. They're sharing that with the American Hockey League Tucson Roadrunners. Yes. The U of A Wildcats are being treated like redheaded stepchildren yes, down there. Yeah, being treated like second-rate citizens. And That's right. They don't get ice. And when they have conflicts with the Roadrunners, their games have to go in the afternoon. Uh, so the Roadrunners can go at night. And that's what happened here with the two CSU games on Friday, Saturday. Those games were played at 1 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. which is prime time for absolutely nobody showing up right. to the rink. Right, um, And I think we had mentioned that last week, kind of giving a heads up. Like, yeah. Hey, this is a Friday afternoon game. Not going to be anybody there. You know, this could have an adverse effect on the team. And here we are. So, but... You know, let's give credit where it's due. Colorado State, after losing a, a, a tough battle the night before at Arizona State, turns around less than 24 hours later and goes down to Tucson and beats U of A one to nothing. They did. They, they did. scored a late goal in the third period. I mean, it was 0-0 after one, 0-0 after two. They scored a late goal in the third period with about six minutes to go in the game. And Joe Morgan secured the win. And uh, CSU gets out of Tucson, uh, or out of Tucson at least on a Friday afternoon, securing a yeah. one to nothing win. Yeah. What a shock! Yeah, good for those guys. You know, it is a little bit of shocking, especially after pumping nine goals in on Thursday, that they come back on Friday and they can't produce even one goal for the for the game. But don't you, don't you think that might have had a, an, an impact? They sit there la- the night before and go, "This is coming so yeah. easy to us." Yeah, it's easy, and and you know, it probably had some probably a little bit of. Hangover effect from the nine-goal game, but let's not take credit away from uh, Joseph Morgan for pitching another shutout here. I mean, I'm telling you what, he's turning into a. We, well, we always know he's a good goaltender, but yeah, he's, he's he's stealing games, he's winning games yeah, for CSU, which he needs to do. You know, we've talked about the Anthony Churros and the Bronson Moores and the Phil Babs and and all of that of the of the league this year, and we hadn't really talked much about Joe Morgan, but hey, you know what, the kid is still in games and he's. He's standing on his head back there, and he's in the thick of it. One of the one of the better goaltenders in the league. So uh, teams need to take attention to that a little bit, and and not take these guys too lightly. I think. I did get to see a little bit of that game. I have to confess. <laughs> you know, I was in I was in the Mountain Time Zone, and so everything's like an hour later. So I, I got to see a little bit of that game while uh, we were getting ready for. Uh, I was I was off, I had the day off on Friday. But instead of having a nice, relaxing day off, I had a long list of honeydews to do yeah. for the for the road trip this weekend. So I did not get to tune in and watch the game, which uh, I wanted to do. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. The other game up in the desert, uh, the Buffs went up to Oceanside to take on uh, the Sun Devils. It wasn't a 9-1 uh, to one, uh, throttling, but uh, Arizona State just um, gave it to CU. It was a 7 yeah. to nothing Arizona State win. And... Wow. Yeah, four four nothing after the first period. So, you know, after that 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 game was pretty much over before it even got started really. The uh the uh Colorado threw in the in their uh, backup uh Trip Hutchinson for that game and, yeah. and you know, didn't didn't get much different of an outcome. So Well and Arizona State threw in their one of their backups, I think it was Nathan Siebertson. Yep. Who was in that game and that's I think his second or his third game of the season. Yeah, second and, game of the season. And so he got a uh, got a shutout and uh, good for Nathan and um, yeah, good for ASU. They're 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 playing well. Yep. 
you know they've they they received a lot of love uh, so on this podcast, and yes, I've taken and I've taken a lot of crap from some <laughs> people because uh, they they don't think that it's uh, that it's deserving. But uh, so far, ASU's proven them wrong. Hey, they're uh, you know they're hanging in there. I think uh, you know I didn't really think Colorado State was going to be much in the mix this season when it came when it come down to the final uh, straw on the league, but. You know what? I think it's going to be. I think every team in the in the Western Collegiate League is going to have a chance at it here. They're all playing tough. I think it's going to be a good little season. Sure does seem like it. Well, and then uh, here in in the four hundred five, Missouri State ran up uh, the interstate to uh, Edmond to take on UCO. This was Michael Rivera's first game as the head coach of uh, Central Oklahoma Broncos, and um, uh, UCO ends up winning the game six to three. Yeah. What do you got for Sandra? I did not see any of this game. I didn't see any of it either. The uh, like I said, I was I was on the road and all that. But well, you, we, hold on, you were on the road. Where'd you go? I had to go to Kansas City. Oh, yeah. I had to go to Kansas. I had to City. go to Kansas City. You know, I had my arm twisted. I fought it like crazy, but I ended up having to go. Did you Did you go up there for like barbecue? I I did don the doorstep of one of the greatest barbecue restaurants in in the entire country. Yeah, Arthur Bryant's. Oh, give me a break, the, uh, tourist. Yeah, it is. It is one of the greats, but I was there. All right. The, uh, I, I can't. So you missed the UCO game. I did. Because you were on the road to Kansas City. Weak sauce, weak sauce. I did. You know, I thought I'd try to turn it on in the car and listen to it, but then my wife, much like your wife, absolutely despises anything that has to do <laughs> with hockey. So for my well-being and wanting to do this podcast today, I thought I would uh, not turn the game on in the car. So that she wouldn't kill me, or and or leave me on the side of the road, <laughs> for for better or worse. <laughs> the, uh, so that's where I'm at. Well, very very nice. The um, uh, UCO uh, gets the six to three win in uh, Coach Rivera's first uh, game as the head coach, and sends him. I uh, guess gets him off to a to a good start. It was. Um, you know, I guess it was kind of a tight game, and then boy, UCO just kind of blew it open there in the third. Yeah, I think yeah, it was pulled away tight going through the second, and then yeah. and then pulled away in the third. But let's give a big congrats to Coach Rivera up there for getting his first win as the head coach of the program, and that's you know probably him. He probably didn't put too much weight on it, but getting that first win when you take over is is always a big one. Yeah, getting over that hurdle and doing it in your first game out is uh, kudos to him. Well, that little transition had to be tough. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, even though he's been there for what, coaching what, three seasons now? Heck, it seems like Rivera's been there for 10 yeah, seasons. I was going to say, playing, it seems like he's been up there forever. That's why I'm yeah, thinking. Playing like, and coaching. Like, holy smokes, he's been behind the bench two or three. But, yeah, yeah. so he, know, he knows his stuff. He knows the systems and, and all that. But Well, and uh, we're, we're, we're setting a trend because on Saturday night, Missouri State played at UCO as well. And the score was exactly the same, 6-3. to 6-3. Three. Three. So I, 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 I sense, Andrew, that... For the rest of the season, we can just go through and say every UCO game six to three, six three, six three. Yes. Yeah. So you now, which who's on the six and who's on the three? We just don't know. Hopefully, uh, you know. Hopefully for those guys, it's it's UCO on the six side all the time. But hey, I got the sense that um, the Saturday night game was not nearly as close as the Friday night game because it sure seemed to me as if UCO kind of jumped out a little bit. But maybe I'm wrong here. What do we? You've got the score sheet. I don't. Yeah, so it, it was uh, tied at three late in the second period. Ha! Shows you what I know. And then, uh, yeah, and then UCO 
scored the, the next three goals to, uh, to take it 6-3. So a little bit tighter game, but hey, they got it done. Doesn't matter how they got it done, as long as you get the win, right? Got the win, wow. All right, and then uh, um, Arizona woke up. I'm sure the coach Chad Berman uh, was not too thrilled to get shut out the day before in the afternoon. So on Saturday afternoon, the uh, the goals came out of the uh, came out in force. Yes, they did. It was six to one, uh, U of A over CSU. And what's it? Nolan Bivolchik, I believe, was in net. Yep. For that one. Yep. And. Um, yeah, any uh, any grand thoughts no, out of uh, that one? No, I kind of agree with you. I'm sure Coach Berman there probably had his way with the boys after that one nothing shutout and woke them up, and they came out and played like the Arizona that we've been accustomed to of recently, right? Yep, yep. You know, Chad, I, I like Coach Berman. He's uh, he's a he's a good guy. I get a kick out of him. He's um, I don't know of anybody that takes losses harder than him. <laughs> so, holy smokes, he had to have just been gnashing his teeth, wringing his hands, you know, from, from when the whistle, from when the final buzzer went off on Friday. Doing it. Till the final buzzer goes <laughs> yes. off on Saturday. Yes. So, for him to get a 6-1 to one win, I'm sure that there was a, thank God we won. Yes. But he was probably also really still chapped that he lost. He, he couldn't I, forget the day before. I thought it was a cool, I saw a cool, cool little picture in either on Instagram or on Facebook. I don't remember who posted it. Uh, Coach Berman on, I believe it was on Saturday, where he was sitting there with his son, and it looked like he was going over some game notes, and it looked like his son had some some game notes also trying to <laughs> trying to imitate his dad. So I thought that was kind of a cool little picture that I saw out there. That's, uh, that is pretty cool. They've got, a, they've got a good thing going on down there in Tucson. And then the uh, the final game down there in the desert, Colorado at Arizona State. I did get to see some of this game. This was a late night um, affair uh, in the desert. Colorado uh, does not score again. Arizona State. It's five to nothing after two periods, and they just coast through the third period. Yeah. Uh, ASU completes the weekend sweep with a five to nothing win over the Buffs. I think a, I think a great prognosticator. Mentioned something about Arizona State going three and zero on the weekend. I'm not sure who that would have been, <laughs> but I think somebody did predict that. So you know, we'll just hmm. let that be. I wonder who that might have been. Yeah, but I but I do appreciate the powers that be that recognized me saying that earlier in the week and sending a nice little uh, message out to us to let us know that hey, I remember you saying that and and thanks for the good word. Keep it up over there. You know who you are. <laughs> Yours too much. Taking full. These guys are out there busting their hump. Three states away, and you're sitting here taking full credit for their win. Oh my gosh, what a dope! All right, well, hey, um, uh, we we've got the. That was our WCHL weekend. All that means is that we have standings. We do, man, and um, you know, I here we go. This this is going to be. Chris plays the victim podcast. Okay? Oh, I like it. Yeah, because you know, we you. I always talk about getting my balls busted about <laughs> Oklahoma, right? Yes. Last week, I got a I got a, a private message from one of the Oklahoma broadcasters talking about how are the standings. Yeah, how are we doing standings? Yeah, yeah. How, and, and I'm you know I said well it's all win percentage. Yeah. Well, it's not technically win percentage. <laughs> it's technically points percentage. It is the number of points you earn divided by the number of possible points you could have earned. Yes. It's not win percentage. Did you win or did you lose? 
In the WCHL, we give you three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime or, or a shootout win, one point for an overtime or shootout loss, nothing if you lose it in regulation. Yep. So you could win all your games and still not have a great winning percentage or a, 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 the same winning percentage as points percentage if you win all your games in right. overtime. So anyways, oh, so I was just getting, it wasn't roasted, but it was, you know, needled a little bit. Hey, whatever I can do to help that keep coming your way, I love to watch you squirm and I love to watch people <laughs> bust your balls. So whatever I can do in that department, just let me know and I will keep the good stuff coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. In the WCHL standings, and we're doing this based on points percentage, there Andrew, <laughs> Arizona is number one. They have a 75% points percentage. percentage. Not a winning percentage, a points percentage. After that is Oklahoma in second place with 66. You have to be happy. Yep. I think I, I, think I predicted Oklahoma to finish second. So they're right, they're right on court. They're, your, your they're right there. No, right Nostradamus there. strikes yeah. again. Yeah. Right after that is Arizona State. They are right on Oklahoma's heels, though, at 62.5%. Um, and then we drop down to fourth place. It's UCO with 40%. Um, Central uh, – God, I was going to say Central State. <laughs> Central State. That's, that's my old Edmund days <laughs> coming out at me. Yeah, Colorado State with uh, 33%. Uh, Missouri State is uh, in sixth place with 26.6%, uh, and then Colorado is coming out in last place with 20%, and that's the one game that they won at Missouri State. Right, right. So there you go. Arizona, the reigning WCHL champion, is reigning still. after. Now, they've played eight games, I believe. Yes. And they only have – we're playing an unbalanced schedule. So I think they only have like 10 or 11 games yeah, left. Yeah, not much left. So, and really, I mean, it's close. You hear, you know, fifth place Colorado State's at 33%, and Arizona and OU are way up there at 75 and 66. But, you know, was, this is still a tight little battle. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not over. That's Colorado for sure. State goes on a big swing, and, you know, one of those top one or two, three teams has an off weekend. You know, it, it jumbles the whole thing right back up, and we're starting right back where we uh, – where we began, right? And <laughs> so I think it's exciting. Yeah, I think it's exciting too. Hard to believe, huh? Seven years of uh, the Western Collegiate League and we still can't figure it out. Yeah. Well, it's a dogfight every year. Yeah, you know. Jeez. We, we, have, we have trouble figuring things out around here, but it's, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, let's take a quick break while we try to figure out what we're going to do for the rest of this podcast. And then uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Andrew's predictions, his three stars of the week, the upcoming games. Some rankings and maybe some uh, some of my gritches and gripes. There you go. Yikes. Hold on. All righty, Andrew. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're in freezing room, party room number one. Yes. Our heater is shut off. It is cold in here. You know, it's not so bad, but you look like you're just about to, you know, freeze to death. Are, are you well, okay? I, well, you know. When, you work when, in an ice rink. When you've been out on the Zamboni... All morning long oh. working. It was a little. Uh, it was a little chilly out there. Oh, but, but it is what it is. I've got my trusty coffee over here. I'll be. <laughs> I'll be good to go. <laughs> All righty. Well, it's the. Uh, it's the moment everyone's been waiting for at least once a week. It's Andrew's three stars of the week. Oh yeah. boy! So Andrew, here we go. We'll get a little drum roll going. So star number three. Star number three from the University of Arizona. Evan Stalhuth, he had three goals and one assist on the weekend. 
Really? So kudos to him. Star number two from Arizona State. I am going Damon Porter. He had two goals and three assists on the weekend. Wow. And our number one star of the weekend from the University of Central Oklahoma, Austin Cunningham, with two goals and three assists. Number 14 for UCO. So good good job by all those guys this weekend. And I'm going to throw in some honorable mentions. Uh, see, I, here, here's, I knew that because there wasn't an Oklahoma person in there, I knew you had to throw in – you know, you had to do a fourth and a fifth start yeah, just yeah. to get him in there. We, we needed to expand it to this weekend. Uh-huh. The, uh, we, should, no. we should just call this Andrew's Oklahoma Stars of the no, Week. No, we could. We could. You know, that's a little bit better ring to it than, than three stars <laughs> of the week. They, uh, but honorable mentions, I'm going to go to the – I'm going to throw it out to the Arizona State goaltenders, um, Yasinski and Severson, for both getting shutouts on the weekend. Kudos to those guys. They, uh, they played well, and I thought they deserved to get a little uh, – Love on the air here today, so good, good, yeah. good job for those guys. All right, and that's it. Well, I mean, if we want to throw, I don't know how many people watch college football, but if you want to throw a shout out to the guys that drive the Sooner Schooner that, <laughs> that wiped out this weekend, I don't know if you've seen that on the news yet or not, but but let's throw out an honorable mention to that guy. <laughs> uh, I would actually give an honorable mention to the people that caught the ponies after they kept running. <laughs> That would have been awesome. So, the funny thing, I don't, know, I don't know how many people watch it and keep up with this stuff. No, but nobody listens. What do you think? All the yeah. people that listen watch TV, too? Right. But what I thought was funny is, is the Sooner Schooner flips over Saturdays. We're watching the football game. The girl that rides on the schooner with them goes flying five yards away from the thing. And the guys that are out there with them run up, look at her for just a second, and then immediately go over to where the, the schooner is. And the girls that's over there rolling around – and nobody's even paying attention to the poor girl. And she gets up and limps off. And I was just like, well, there you have it. Chivalry at its finest. I'm telling you what. Wow. <laughs> Oklahoma football. In, in, impressive. Impressive. I, 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 could, I couldn't believe it. I did not see the game, I, but I saw all the tweets about it later <laughs> on. And holy smokes. Oh, man. It was something. Jeez. I was just grateful it wasn't anybody that we knew. I know, right? Yeah. So, all right, hey, we've got some games coming up this weekend. Um, we've got some non-conference games with Arizona facing off at Grand Canyon, uh, which should be interesting. And then we have the two Oklahoma teams heading up to the Rocky Mountains. They were, they, I, you know, they were going to do what I just did. I was just up there in the fort yeah. uh, and in the Denver area for a little while. So the Oklahoma teams are heading up to Colorado. So give us, uh, Andrew, give us your predictions for what you think is going to happen with U of A going against Grand Canyon, knowing that next year Grand Canyon will be in the WCHL. Yeah. You know what? I am taking Arizona over Grand Canyon both Friday and Saturday night here. Yeah. I think, so, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I don't, you know, nothing, nothing against Grand Canyon, but I think Arizona is going to have their way with them and shouldn't have any trouble. I think they'll uh, I, th- I think they should be too tight uh, not tight games but I think in the in the first couple of periods U of A is just going to exercise their dominance yeah, in the third be, period they'll run away with it. Yeah, I think it'll be well I don't think it'll be close. I think they'll be good games and Arizona will take care of business. All right, now let's get to the main event here. The two Oklahomas heading up to the mountains on Thursday night. Oklahoma is at Colorado and UCO is at Colorado State. What do you think? Thursday night, Oklahoma and Colorado. I am taking Oklahoma on this one. And UCO at Colorado State. I am taking Colorado State. Ooh. 
really? I am, I am all in on Joseph Morgan, so hopefully, hopefully he doesn't let me down. But that is, that's <laughs> no, what I'm going with. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. No yeah. pressure, Joe. Yeah, yeah, let's get it done here. <laughs> wow. All right. So Oklahoma over Colorado and CSU over UCO. Well, and then on the on Thursday and Friday, I'm sorry, on Friday and Saturday, uh, the Oklahoma team switch partners. Uh, Oklahoma will be at Colorado in Boulder for a pair of games, and then UCO heads up to the fort to take on CSU. So tell us how you see Friday and Saturday shaking out there, Andrew. All right, so on Friday night, I am taking UCO over Colorado. I am taking Oklahoma over Colorado State in a nail-biter. Wow. And then on Saturday, I think much of the same. I was thinking split with Colorado State for Oklahoma. But news I got this morning, I'm taking Oklahoma again on Saturday. Oh, geez. And I'm taking UCO over Colorado on Saturday. What, what news did you get this morning? Uh, I can't discuss that. Private matters. Private, <laughs> private matters. Yeah. No, I should. Oklahoma is short, short-staffed. But they're getting Last people week, back. Yeah, a couple guys are coming back. So they won't be as short-staffed as what they were. So I think, they'll, I think it'll help put them over the top a little bit. Do you so. have Do you have any fear? This is This is me as the commissioner talking to you as the assistant general manager and lead pom pom thrower for Oklahoma. Do you have any fear of your Oklahoma boys going up there and partaking in the wacky tobacco in Colorado and getting in trouble? I am, I am like evil Knievel. I live fear free. <laughs> 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 all right. So you got Oklahoma taking all three games. You have UCO taking all three games. No, you have no. UCO taking the two games at CU but losing to CSU. Yep, yep. I've got Arizona 2-0 on the weekend, Colorado 0-3, Colorado State 1-2, and UCO 2-1, and and Oklahoma 3-0. and Wow. So nothing against, nothing against our Colorado boys, but what we've seen so far this season – Kind of hard to kind of hard to pick them over some of these other teams that have performed a little bit at a higher level, but you know what? I hope I hope Colorado can figure it out because I know you don't like watching blowout games. I don't like watching blowout games. Nope. I would, I would hope that they can figure it out and play close games and tight games because, as everyone knows, they are far more exciting to watch and partake in yeah. than than lopsided affairs. Yeah. Well, so, and, and we want the overall conference to do well, and nobody wants to just see somebody just get. Right. Throttled week in and week out. So, you know, CU surprised us a couple of weeks ago with uh, going into Missouri State and taking care of the splitting with uh, with the Ice Bears. Yep. So, um, you know, perhaps, perhaps, just you know, perhaps, uh, CU can get it done. Yeah. You know, hopefully, because so we saw that flash from them at Missouri State, right? Yep. They they played tough on Friday, and then they came back and won against Missouri State on Saturday. So, we know those guys can do it. We know they've got it in them. You know, I would, I would like to see them play tight this weekend. And, you know, just for me, my selfish, I would like to see the standings tighten up a little bit more. So, you know, that's going to take Colorado pulling out a win or two over the weekend and uh, tightening things up. So that's why I it. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Last weekend, the, the rankings came out. Once again, it was ranking number three for the coaches. As predicted, they usually don't have much of a clue as to what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, UCO was ranked number 9, Arizona was 12, Oklahoma was 14, Missouri State was ranked 16, Arizona State 24th, 
CSU garnered some votes. Colorado dropped out of the others receiving votes category. Um, the next ranking will come out on Wednesday. Uh, and this will be, thankfully, the last yes. ranking done by the coaches this season before the computer kicks in. So, Andrew, what do you think? What do you expect to see here in terms of uh, where the WCHL teams will be ranked? You know what? I would think um, they've played everybody tough. Non-conference games, they've played tough. I would think that we would see a lot of them in the top 25, top 30. I would hope to see them up there. The uh, you know the coaches poll. You know I've talked about it before. I I don't put a whole lot of weight on that thing because like Arizona State being outside the top 20, Colorado State not even getting any votes. Like I think we could argue that those are top 20 teams. Yep. Very easily and and not be wrong with having that argument. The uh, so I'm excited to get past the coaches' rankings and, and be done with that for this season and get to the computers where it actually inputs numbers and there's actually some thought that goes into it and get a true picture of where we're at. You know, um, there's a fella that lives in Ohio, the wizard, the grand wizard. The grand wizard. Uh, of rankings, all hat, no cape. We give him a hard time. Um, he is not very keen on the computer kicking in me personally, I love it when the computer kicks in yes. for two reasons. Number one, it gets it out of the hands of the coaches because, yes. God bless them, they're great at coaching hockey, but I don't know that they're all that great. Yeah. They're biased. Too shows, much bias, yeah. yeah. You know? it's... And, and I'm not talking any one particular coach because I don't look at any of the ballots. But I'm just, when you see the results, you're like, wait a second. Yeah, hang on a second. Like, These guys were great last year. They were great five years ago. They're a gigantic name. Why are they in the top five now? Yeah. And, you know, Ohio, come on. You're beating up on John Carroll yes. and Andrew Majorkerth and Chris Perry. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're a top five yeah. ACHA and, team. And, you know, and, you know, and they'll never admit it, but. All right, so we got, that, that's, that's what happens when, you, when you're doing a podcast <laughs> and somebody sends you, somebody calls you in the middle of the podcast. The, uh, Yikes. So we were just talking about the rankings. Yes. And about, um, the, the, the wizard who doesn't like – he thinks it's too early for us to uh, kick into the computer. You know what I, I like it because it gets – I like it for two reasons. It gets it out of the coach's hands, but it also – I love the chaos that it brings. Yes. I love it when the people that are ranked number two end up like number 31. Drop way out of there, oh. yes. Yes. Because in the coaches, it, and they'll never admit it, and I would never ask any of them, but you know if they're going to go play – if Oklahoma is going to play in UCO this weekend and they're – putting a ranking in you know they're gonna put uco highly ranked because they want to build their strength of schedule and and all of that so they'll never admit it they might who knows but <laughs> but that's you know that's what it is so i think yep. i think the computer should probably kick in a little bit earlier than this just to kind of take all this confusion out and, and give a true picture of where the teams stand and and what's going on in the league yeah, well, we'll 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 see. I'm not I'm not too uh, worried about it. I know that uh, you know the the concern is that the teams haven't played enough games to get a true and accurate picture. But you know what? It's also October. It is. It is. So I mean, who really gives a rip? Let's yeah. it's, let's have fun with it. And honestly, if you need to, um, uh, you know, if 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 you're concerned about your ranking, if you're concerned about your uh, where it is. Um, and if you've fallen that far, get a better schedule. Yep. 
join the Western Collegiate League. That's right. Where we play tough teams week in and week out. Yes. And we have the commissioner of commissioners, the king of all kings, right? Yes. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. I like this. Wow. It took a turn for the better right there. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. How holy, about that? Holy crap. What just happened, Andrew? You slipped some happy pills into your uh, stuff there? Yeah. I got special coffee. Special coffee. All right. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Well, here we are. It's uh, the time for... Chris's Gritches and Gripes. Yes. And we know you mentioned earlier that you're traveling. Yeah. So you know you've been in airports, so oh. that's always irritating. Yes. So, so our Chris's three gripes, Chris's soapbox for this week should be a good one. Let us have it. I don't, you know, I don't really know that I have a whole lot of stuff. Oh, I've known you for a very long time. <laughs> and I've never not known you to have at least one gripe about something. Much like myself. <laughs> you say Mr. Glass half empty <laughs> Yes Right yes. Alright Well here we go Let's do some gritches and gripes I like it uh, Road construction Unnecessary road construction <laughs> On Interstate 25 Between Denver and Fort Collins There is plenty of unnecessary road construction <laughs> We were stopped On Thursday evening for 10 miles, Oof. two lanes going northbound. Oof. Because, Andrew, there was one guy using a jackhammer in the middle of... He, he was on the breakdown lane on the right side. It was like 9 o'clock at night. Oof. And we were stopped for because people could not drive. Yes. They did not understand that if they still kept going in the straight lane, they would not hit the guy guy. in the breakdown lane using the jackhammer at some ungodly hour. Yes. So there's there's number one, gritches and gripes. Number two, gritches and gripes. (laughs) Okay? It's um, um, idiots driving around a college campus, driving their little rice burners... (laughs) Or they're monster mobiles with the you know set of balls hanging off the back of <laughs> yeah, the truck, yeah. doing all their coal dusting stuff. <laughs> okay, there's absolutely zero 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 reason you're not going to impress any chicks <laughs> by r- racing your little muffler, you know, to a uh, hundred RPMs or whatever it is, um, or by blowing black coal dust in the girl's face as you're wheeling around campus. Absolutely one hundred percent insane. <laughs> Uh, third Gritch and Gripe, if, if I may. Yep. Uh, businesses that advertise that they're going to stay open until a certain hour, and instead they close well before that hour. Oh. Yes. I like it. Uh, I was in the mood for a little uh, cinnamon ice cream. Oh, boy. Yep, with uh, chocolate chips mixed in from the Cold Stone Creamery over on Elizabeth, off of uh, to they, the west of the CSU campus. And they shut her down. Advertised as closing at 10 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, they were closed. I like that, you know. They'd probably help get home to their to study and get home to their families, and they probably weren't too concerned about your ice cream. It's yeah, well, um, uh, they lost out on a lot of good business. <laughs> that so there, that was that was number three. Number four. Oh, oh, I mean, yeah. Hey, oh. well, let's go. But yeah, let's have her traveling. Um, it's uh, 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 um, entitled people uh-huh. that uh, cut in line and think that they are better than the rest. We are all getting on the same little thin tube that is going to be flying. <laughs> that's you know what strapped to two rockets. Yeah, it's going to be flying at an altitude that men were not supposed to be uh, meant. You know, God gave us two feet to keep on the ground. <laughs> he did not give us wings to let yeah. us fly in the air. Yeah, yeah. So we are automatically 
Um, we are automatically doing the exact opposite of what God had intended us to do. We're yeah, flying we're all, in a metal tube. And we're all getting there at the same time. We're all getting there at the same time. Flying southwest. We're cutting in line. You know, it's, it's a cattle call. There's no, if you're number 33 and I'm number 34, I don't care if you want to get ahead of me or behind me. There'll yep. still be some seats there. Yep. But boy, there was, we had a couple of people there who were, uh, uh, must have been ex-Catholic nuns <laughs> because they were all about strict discipline and everybody being in order yep. and by God, not getting in the, on the plane ahead of your time. I was not one of them, thankfully. <laughs> um, but there were some other people uh, who, were, who had some uh, issues with the numbering system and could not figure it out. And they, they, so I, they must have been like ex-school teachers or something. Uh, or maybe time, current school teachers. Last, last time we flew, a good buddy of mine works out at Southwest, and he got us pre-board um, passes, so we got on the plane before everybody else did. And my lovely daughter just thought it was fantastic to walk in and sit on the very front row of seats that has the extra leg room and all that where you can extend out and everything. And and then here come the businessmen. It was a, I think it was a. Monday morning we flew out, and here come all the businessmen, right, with their suitcases and all that, and they, they fire around that corner getting on the plane, and they see us sitting there, and, and, and the looks they gave, and I'm like, well, this is kind of funny, you know? <laughs> and so speaking of entitlement, you know, they're entitled to that front row. So, you know what? There was a lovely lady who was uh, with us last night as we were flying out of Denver. Yeah. And you can just see, you know, nice, she was well-presented, nice, uh, that's the other thing. When you go to the airport, holy smokes, Andrew, it used to be that people would get dressed up to get on an airplane. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm, you know, Mr. Fashion Chic at all. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, jeans and a T-shirt, yeah. jeans and some... There are people wearing pajamas. Yeah, you know, you, know, you, shouldn't, you should never wear pajamas outside your house. No. There, are, pe- there, there are people that are there with their big fuzzy slippers on. Yes. They're walking through the airport. Like yeah. they just woke up from yeah. a nap. Yeah. They're walking around with pillows. You know, come on. Yeah. This lady was not. She was she was all dressed up like she just got off the polo grounds. Yeah, you know, little pearl shoes with gold buckles, a nice little thing. Um, you know, her her blonde hair. She was very well 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 put together, just regal almost. She was not having waiting in line with the rest of us cattle. Oh no, she was. Uh, yeah. She was better than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just, she wanted just to ask her. She she was looking for your friend to get on the free board. <laughs> yeah, right. Holy smokes! Yeah, there you go. So now there were some positives. Huh. I mean, yeah, I mean, there were some positives. Hey, you got to see your daughter. Got to see my lovely daughter, my little ram, and uh, uh, you know. If I have a gritch about that, it's because you've spent way too much of my money. Holy <laughs> crap, Ola bars. Yeah, good for her. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully she stuck it to you. Oh, yeah. did she? And if she didn't, I'll send her a message and tell her, ask her why not, and kind no, of scald her a little no, bit. Like, no, trust me, she did. Like she did. Like Dad's credit card is 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 uh, yeah, long it, and thick, and you know, oh. use it up, use it to the max. Right, and, and she she knows how to kind of yank on my little heartstrings, and oh, daddy, yeah, yeah, good so for her. Uh, yeah, good for her. Um, but there was we we found a great place to eat in in Fort yeah. Collins. So, Fort Collins says, I don't know if you've ever been. You know what we got to do? Hey, let's do this really quick. Namey, have you been in most of these towns? I have most the, of them. In I have the been. Western Collegiate League, most of them I have been. Na- name your go from best to worst. The uh, so the, I haven't been to the Arizona. Haven't been to Tucson to Arizona. You haven't been to Tucson? No, 
Really? No, never been down there. Okay. The uh, I spent some time in Phoenix, and it's a lovely place. Oh yeah. I've spent a lot of time in and around the Colorado area when I was traveling with the professional hockey team here in the city. Okay. It's a lovely place. Yeah. I have been to uh, I have been to Missouri State, and it's a lovely rink. You're stalling. I have been to Edmonds Rink quite a bit, but the best place I would have to say is. Probably Phoenix. I like I like I like the Phoenix area. Yeah, it's I like the Phoenix area. Yeah. The, uh, I'd probably have to go. Number two would be the Colorados. The uh, let's see. Number three would probably have to be the Oklahoma Rinks. I've spent a lot of time in those places. Yeah. The uh, yeah, and then uh, I think Missouri State's going to bring up the rear on this one. You know, in terms of in terms of the WC the towns in the WCHL. I would put Edmond at the last because, um, and, and it's not a knock on, on Central Oklahoma at all. It's a knock on the town. Yep. It's a it's a it's a it's a suburban uh, town. It's there's not a whole lot. To, yeah, it's a it's a mom and pop. Uh, yep. It's a it's a a family kind of uh, you know husband wife dog yes. two kids that type of a thing. Um, so I'd put that there. And heck, I grew up in Edmond, so I yeah. I mean I know I know all about it. So. Uh, Yikes! I don't know that it's a, a fun place to go to, and then after that, I think I would put um, uh, a Boulder. Yeah, you know, Boulder's Boulder's nice, but it's kind of plastic, and yeah, you know, there's a there's a sense of uh, bougie with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, then uh, I think after uh, after uh, so so that would be number six in my book. Um, I would go Springfield. Uh, number five, Spring Vegas is nice and it's fun, and the little downtown area is uh, cool, but it's little. Yep, it is and, little. Yeah, and uh, you know it has a great little steak and shake. Yes. Original steak and shake. Yes, that's the only thing that that's the only thing that came to mind when I was talking about that was was the steak and shakes. They are they are fantastic. But uh, you know, in uh, uh, so I would put them at number five. Uh, Tucson for me would be number four um, because yep. uh, I, I kind of dig. Uh, the, the 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 different eateries, the different food, but boy, it's a big city. It's it, big, and it it gets kind of dirty. Yeah. Um, uh, but I also like the, the the Hispanic vibe that's going on there. Not necessarily the gangster vibe. But the, <laughs> not the gangster know, vibe. Yeah. Not, not the part that'll get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, before a game down there in Tucson once, I went down. <laughs> And I was hanging around at the rink, and I was like, what's going on over there? And I'm looking. And sure enough, it was the SWAT team that was going oh, house to house trying to find somebody oh, in the barrio just <laughs> south of the TCC. Oh, and I'm geez. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to steer, steer clear of that for a So, yeah, Tucson would be number four. Um, and then after that, I would put, um, uh, for me, Tempe would be, uh, I, I mean, I take it back. Uh, Norman would be number three. Yeah. That's where I live. Um, and that's where I've, uh, like I said, got a couple of degrees from that school. Yeah. Tempe yeah. would be number two, just because of the the, the, the fun that you can have yep. and the variety yep. and the Lots fact that do there. the fact that they have an In and Out Burger there. <laughs> yes, that's and a Portillo's. That, yeah, that's a plus. Yes, um, in Mill Street and or Mill Avenue. And then, but number one for me would be Fort Collins. The, the fort. I like the fort. I like it an awful lot. Um, we went to uh, we went to a great place called Bojo's, which has 
Mountain Crust Pizza. Mm. Do you know why it's called Mountain Crust Pizza? Made in the mountains, maybe. Um, because the crust is shaped like a mountain. Oh. It's, kind of, it's like everything is on the inside. I think I think the last pizza place I went to, my crust was shaped like a mountain, but I don't think they intended it to look like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went to a, 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 a like a foo-foo. Uh, my daughter brought me to this one. It's a foo-foo type of all-day breakfast place called yeah. Ginger and Baker. Really? Yeah, it was okay. But it's one of these, you know, pinkies up. Oh, yeah. You know, it's going to be on Chip and Joanna's, you know, I, podcast yeah, show or whatever. I call, I call those the hipster restaurants. Well, oh, this was 100% hipster. Yeah. Yeah. We had to wait in line 35 minutes yes, for my, breakfast. My, my wife took me to a little hipster restaurant Sunday morning before we got back on the road to head home. Yeah. And, and I always gripe because you never get enough food. I like... I like good food and I like to eat, and yep. I like the staples: steak, potatoes, biscuits and gravy. You know that kind of stuff. Bacon. You know. Yep. What I what I joke with her is like manly mills, right? And and she always gives me, she always gives me crap about it, and I'm like, I want manly mills, right? Like I always think of Tim Allen when I say that of tool time, <laughs> right? Um, and she takes me to this little hipster place, and I order my biscuits and gravy, and, and then I had to order like two or three sides to go with it, and she's like. She's giving me, like, oh, are we hungry this morning? And I'm like, no, we're at a hipster restaurant. Like, I know I'm going to get, like, a half a biscuit and, and like, a tablespoon of, of gravy here, so I need all these extra sides so I can get full here today. We got served our meal, and I thought of that commercial that's on TV where my, my sister likes to make tiny meals. Deal <laughs> yeah. with it. Because yeah. that's exactly what we had. I ordered yeah. an omelet, yeah. and instead of an omelet, I had, like, half an egg. Yes, You yes. know, with maybe something. So, anyways, uh, uh we, we, we went there. We had to. There's some other great places, some local places, but the best, we found the best. Oh boy. Music City Hot Chicken. Really? It sounds like, I mean, this is going to sound <laughs> terrible on my part, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. But it sounds like it was named by somebody from Asia. Yep, yep. Right? Because they're just so brutally honest. <laughs> yes. That, you know, in terms of. You know, for, for this podcast, they would call it Fat Guy and Chuckles, <laughs> right? Instead of the WCHL podcast, because they just tell you like it is. Yep. Music City Hot Chicken. I had no clue what it was about. <laughs> There's nothing about Fort Collins that reminds me of Nashville. Yep, Music City. Music City. Yep. But the chicken was great. It was awesome. What a little dumpy place. I Those mean, are it's, the best. it's no bigger probably than, than Party Room that we're in. Yep. Those are the best. You can go there and you order up. Parts of the chicken, so I, I mean, come on, it's a chicken place. Yep. Um, so you can get like half a half a chicken. You can get what a breast and a thigh. You can get a wing and a whatever. Yeah. Or you can get tenders, and then after huh. that, you got to do it by uh, by by levels of heat that you oh, want. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so no heat is called southern. <laughs> got right. It. Yeah, there's green chili uh, heat, which is the number one. But then there's like five other levels before you get to the top. Yeah, and then you can get it um, uh, Jamaican, I guess it's jerk. Jerk sauce, yeah. Yeah, Kind of a a sweet sauce or whatever. So that's just on the chicken. And then after that, they have like a a dipping sauce. You can get French, you can get ranch. They have French, which is, I I guess it's a mix. They had some sort of... I don't know, mustard type of a mix that my wife got. All kinds of options. It was great. It was awesome. And it was, they they were thick. It was good pieces of chicken. It wasn't like when you go to Chick-fil-A or Raisin Cane's. Yeah, you get a little. Yeah, you get get crust. Yeah, you get mainly crust with a little bit of chicken. Yeah, you might get like a chicken foot. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is just a bunch of. uh, I like it. It was awesome. 
I like it. I would, I would have to agree with you putting Norman Norman up there on the top three of your list. I think it's well. We live there. I think it's one of the more underrated college towns around. The, yep. uh, if you've never been, it's a fun little place. It, very eclectic, very very weird town, and and I think that's why we like it so much, right? That's why we like it. There's always something to do and and something strange going on, and yeah, very. Kind well, of, kind of that's, a small town feel to it a little bit, but but it is what it is. It is, yeah, it's it's fun. So, anyways, we we enjoyed the fort. I was sorry that uh, didn't get to see any hockey. I did get to see. You'll you like this. As I'm driving, I'm, I picked my daughter up. We're going to go. We went to go see some stuff down in Denver. Um, picked her up as we're leaving. We see these two boys come walking out of a house, yeah. and they're carrying. They're wearing CSU hockey junk, and they're carrying hockey sticks. Really? And um, and it's Thursday. Yeah. I'm like. Those guys better be. It actually, it was Friday. I said those guys better be in, in in Arizona. Yeah, uh, it was the CSU Division Two team. Oh, okay. Yep. They were getting in their cars <laughs> to head out to drive. They were driving themselves to Wyoming oh. to go play the University of Wyoming. Now that's like an hour north of. Yeah, that. yeah, not bad, but but oh my still, gosh, having to drive yourself. That's it, rough. Well, it was yeah, peewee times. I was yeah. like, yeah, well, that's Division Two. Yeah, what do you expect? Yeah, that's rough. So yeah, that's rough. No, no fun there. But we had a great time. the uh, The fort is uh, the fort's a, a wonderful place, and uh, boy, we hit Big Al's the diner, the uh, the, the burger go. joint. I had a sixty forty burger. Oh boy, sixty percent hamburger, forty percent bacon. <laughs> it like was it. awesome. I like it. Yeah, we went to uh, what else? We hit up. Uh, the, my wife loves this place called the Twisted Noodle. I, whatever. It sounds like a hipster restaurant again. Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, they give you a ton of food. Really? There. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy because it's an Italian place run by a bunch of uh, Hispanics. So, yeah, you know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the best yeah. pizza places are run by folks from the Middle East. <laughs> That's right. That's right? right. It only makes sense that yeah. good Italian places are run by Hispanics. That's right. So, uh, anyway, so tell us about Kansas City. I can't believe you went to Arthur Bryant's. Oh, man. Tourist Trap Deluxe. Why didn't you go to, like, Jones? Oh, we uh, so we got hooked on Arthur Bryant's a long time ago, probably oh lord, probably thirteen, fourteen years ago. We yeah. got we got hooked on Arthur Bryant's, and uh, we go to the original right there, just uh, what is it, just east of downtown Kansas City. Really? Yep, yep. You uh, you know they joke that you have to get in there before the sun goes down and get out because it it it's a rough part of town, but those are usually where the best restaurants are located. Dang right. They know how to make some barbecue. Yes. And it's, you know, you walk in, it's just a dingy little restaurant and you walk in and, and all the people behind the counter don't look like they really want to be there. And, (laughs) and you have to, they don't care if it's your first time or if it's your hundredth time in there, you have to know what you want when you walk up to the window. And if you don't, they give you the business because they slowing the line down. They want to get as many people through as they can. Yeah. But man, I tell you what, they make a they make a mean turkey sandwich. <laughs> and when I talk about a turkey sandwich, I mean they pile that thing. That sandwich is four or five inches thick. And, really? Oh yeah, it's moist, and yeah, you douse it with their original sauce. So the last time we were there, it's it's been a couple of years. Um, we were talking to one of the ladies about the sauce and all that, and she went into some history about it. And it's a it's a two part sauce that they make. There's a dry recipe. And then there's a liquid recipe. So all the dry seasonings are made in one location, and all the liquid ingredients are mixed in a separate location. And then they are they are brought together at a third location where they are mixed together, and no one person from any one of the stations or locations, I mean, 
knows the recipe from the other one. So, for example, the liquid guys don't know the recipe that the dry guys know, and the dry guys don't know what the liquid guys know, so nobody can ever duplicate their sauce. Wow. So it was, it was interesting. You know, they, she was telling us this, and so they, they have a couple of locations, and that's what she was telling us. They mix this, so there's the dry ingredients that get mixed, the liquids get mixed, and then they bring it all together to third place and, and combine them. So nobody, nobody knows what the other person's doing, so they can't, they can't ever replicate the sauce or give the recipe out, and so it's kind of a little hidden secret. It's barbecue sauce. And it's barbecue like, sauce. We're, we're talking like it's, but you it's know, the nuclear codes to but North Korea. But, you know, if you have this barbecue sauce, it's like, just give me a straw and I'll just drink this as my beverage. You know, it's one of those type deals. <laughs> but, you know, my wife swears by the ribs. Um, it's one of those ones where the ribs just, you pick the bone up and the meat just kind of falls off. And, those are the best. And you pick it up with your fork and eat it, right? It's, you know, the turkey sandwich. I swear by it. And my wife and her family, they give me grief about going to a barbecue restaurant and getting a turkey sandwich, but nothing it's, wrong. it's to die for. Yeah, so nothing wrong with good, can, yeah. smoked turkey. I give two thumbs up to Arthur Bryant's in Kansas City. Look at you. Yeah. All right. All right. And then whatever hipster restaurant we went went to on Sunday morning, it was good. But yeah. order order like five sides of bacon <laughs> to, to get filled up if you're ever there. <laughs> yeah. We went to the we were we were trying to get into this one place and it was closed. And so my daughter says, well, let's go over to Ginger and Baker. And I, you know, I'm, I'm old. Yeah. So I was calling it, you know, Gritch and Gripe. Gritch and Gripe. Gritch and Moan. You know, Ginger and Baker. What the yeah. heck is this? Yeah. And then we walk in and I expect to see those those two knuckleheads from the silos and Waco pull up. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they're trying to sell you on everything. Yeah. You know, the, the dry and the and the wet that you put together yeah, makes make some special sauce. Yeah, and the grand and sauce, yeah. Cooking classes and stuff yeah. going on there. and. Arthur Bryant's, yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've been up to the yeah. City of Fountains. Yep, yep, it was good. We went tootled around on Sunday. We went to uh, the Plaza District and, and messed around there for a little bit. And yeah. That's where we found, I think it was called the American Cup or something like that that we ate at. And it was a good little restaurant, but you can definitely still fit in your skinny jeans when you walk out of there. <laughs> yeah. We walked around there for a little bit, and then I—I I know you're a big fan. We actually stopped by, and we had our first experience at IKEA. Ooh! First time we'd ever been into an IKEA. You know? Yeah. Throw stones at me if you want. Nope. First time we've been in there, and I was impressed. I am a master of the Allen wrench. The uh, I have figured out that I only need one tool in life, and it is the Allen it wrench. It is an Allen wrench. Yep, and right. you can make. If you have one Allen wrench, you can make everything in IKEA. My uh, my daughter loved it. She uh, found about a hundred different things that she wanted for her bedroom. My wife found all kinds of stuff that she wanted. And the great thing is, we walked out. We bought like twelve items out of the little market thing or whatever it is, placemats and different kitchen items and all that. I think yeah. she walked out with twelve items, and I think we only spent like forty four dollars. No way! Yeah, it wow. was fantastic. So I loved it. Ikea makes some makes some great stuff. Now the only problem with Ikea is especially the first few times that you go there, you don't know your way around the store, so you have to do the whole yeah. path. If yeah. you're trying to get to, say, the silverware at the end of the road, yeah. you gotta start at A and go yeah, all the go way to Z it. to get there. Yes. But after a couple of times you kinda know the, the shortcuts. Yeah, get around. Yeah, we, we yeah. looked like we looked like the rookies, you know. Fighting with the stupid little shopping cart in the bag and all that, and yeah. of course you know me, my my redneck self. I was 
tossing the bag around and like, what the heck is this thing? And why do we need this at a furniture store? And but we got it figured out. IKEA and, makes some great bookcases. I have plenty of Billy bookcases at my Billy house. bookcases. They have, uh, I, you know, come on, I've got two kids that were in and st- one that's in college, one that's out of college now. Yep. There's plenty of IKEA that, uh, yep. that this guy's built. So yeah. IKEA is yep. awesome. Yeah. Good best, stuff. What's the best part of, of, for you, the best part of IKEA was? Walking out the door. <laughs> the best part of IKEA for me is almost walking out the door because that's where you get all those great cinnamon rolls. So I did see the cinnamon rolls. We were actually getting in the car to head back to the city when we left there. But I did see the cinnamon rolls, and they did look pretty good, but I didn't I didn't grab one. I figured I'd do that next time. They make those specially in Sweden, and they import them here to America. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I did see those. I, I, I took a stroll through the little cafe thing or whatever it is when you're walking out and, and looked at all the stuff. I am one for a good cinnamon roll. I saw it, but I figured I would catch it next time. The best, the best part of Ikea is when you walk out of there, you realize that all the crap you just bought, that you spent $44 on, the, probably didn't cost $4. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the markup on there has yeah. to be just insane. Yes. Like my Particle wife, board. My wife buying cork placemats mm-hmm. and just being ecstatic about cork placemats. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and, and cork trivets or whatever. So we'll quit burning our table at the house and, all, and, ex, and excited about this. And I'm just like, this is what my life has come to. There you go. Well, hey, the nice thing is there's a uh, Ikea right where we're going to have nationals. Yes. Right uh, around down the corner. Frisco, so you yeah. can bring the wife and uh, watch a little hockey at the I same time send, in I March. Can, I can send her to Ikea and I can go to the hockey rink. How about all right. That? Well, hey, let's, we've, we've prattled on enough. The room is still very cold here at Party Room 1. Yes, we're, it is. We're going to have to do this more often. Yes, a good time. I think we're going to have to get together. We won't have any syncing up issues. That's right. We'll probably try to get a better setup, though, next time. That's right. If we can just keep somebody's phone from ringing and cutting us off in the middle. Well, that we'll was be, me we'll be being right. the commissioner. Yeah. That was a coach that was trying to call me. Yeah. Like I said, commissioner of commissioners. That's King right. of kings. You know? ne- <laughs> next week, next week, Andrew, is Halloween, so I want you to think up your, your, your Halloween costume. and oh, I want boy. you to tell everybody not what your daughter's wearing. What you're going to go out for Oh, Halloween man. Is, all right, I'll, so. I'll try to keep this PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get the heck out of here. Yes. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to the WCHL podcast, all 11 of you. Uh, we wish uh, all the teams safe travels and good luck this weekend. Uh, Andrew, do you have a special Oklahoma wish um, for your Oklahoma team since this is the Oklahoma Andrew podcast? You know what? Good luck to my Oklahoma boys. They, uh, they've been working hard here. Hopefully they play well this weekend. No. <laughs> they, uh, you're, you're just terrible. This is, ter- this is the WCHL podcast, not the Andrews Homer podcast. But, but no, good, uh, good luck to everybody playing this weekend. Hopefully we see some good tight games and some nice battles. And safe travels, like you said, to all the teams on the road getting to where they're going to play. And hope everybody has a good week. And we'll catch you on the flip side.